Giving Back to Gwinnett highlights the wonderful nonprofit organizations that serve our community. Did you know there are over 4,000 wonderful nonprofits in the area? Our hope is that you will be touched by their mission and their impact, so you too will want to be involved. Hey, I'm your host, Tom Sheldon. We're coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Now, let's meet some amazing people. Hello, amazing people. Hey, Tom. This, hey, Tom. Ah, I like that. That's better. That's better. Oh, wow. And I'm shorting out all of a sudden. Goodness. I am I am thrilled to death to have two really cool guys with me this morning. Mr. Andy Helmer with Shelters to Shutters. Hello, I know it's sir. a mouthful, Tom. It is. It is. I'll be okay. And also with us today is Mr. JT Wu. I can call you JT. Absolutely. Or do I need to call Four, you Jonathan? No, JT's perfect. Four letters, so hopefully it's, uh, oh, okay. it's nice and JT Wu with preface. That's right. When I think of JT, I automatic, I'm old, forgive me. I think of John Travolta. Hey, I'll take so that. That, that could be a compliment. I'll, I'll right? take that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll wear that. So no Justin Timberlake, Tom. That, that's <laughs> Who's that? Who? What? I, I don't even know who that is. Was he in a halftime show one time? I, I'm sure. Oh, this many. went off the rails very, very quick. Wow. <laughs> JT, grab you a cup of coffee. They tell me they got coffee in the back. I've never seen it, but, you know, they lie to me. I'll let you know. We're going to we're gonna get going with, with, with Mr. Helmer here. Andy, shelters to shutters. Sounds cool. Yeah, and for the sake of ease uh, for the podcast, you can just refer to it as S2S. Because I like that. shelters to shutters can be a mouthful, especially if you I worked on it say all it morning. seven times fast. I worked on it all morning. So Shelters to Shutters was an idea that was born by accident. Uh, the founder, a guy by the name of Chris Finley, who spent his entire career, professional career, in the multifamily. And when I say multifamily, I mean apartment complexes, apartment sure. communities. Uh, he spent his entire professional career in multifamily. He was reading an article in an act outdoors magazine that chronicled the experience of the writer intentionally going homeless for three days in Asheville, North Carolina. And there were two things that really struck Chris. Number one, you couldn't apply for a job at a fast food restaurant if you didn't have a permanent address. And so he's thinking, well, how do you get a job if you don't have an address? Right. And the second being that it kind of created this idea of individuals being situationally homeless versus chronically homeless. So situationally homeless, meaning individuals have been in the workforce before, have marketable skills, but through a series of circumstance or bad luck, have found themselves without a place to live. And so the light bulb went off and he's like, I have all these unfilled entry-level positions, things like groundskeeper, maintenance tech, leasing agent, and I'm always looking for ready-to-work motivated people, maybe I could actually find individuals that are situationally homeless that have the skill set that I'm looking for for those positions. And so the idea was born. Now, how did you personally get involved with this? So I We need the dirt on you a little <laughs> bit too, man. So I was head of sales for a data and analytics company for a long time. Every year I felt like the, the boulder at the bottom of the hill was larger and larger and the hill was taller and taller. That tends and to happen, yes. Exactly. Yes. And I was taking a sabbatical and through a couple of mutual friends I was was introduced and he said, hey, you're, you're taking some time off. Would you mind uh, conducting the search? I got this cool, innovative nonprofit that's starting to do some things, but I need somebody to, to run it. I don't have time to do it. Would you conduct a search for me? So... After 10, 12 weeks, I presented he and the board kind of a slate of candidates, and ultimately I got Jedi mind tricked into doing it myself. Uh-huh, and uh -huh. so with no experience... That, you know that was the plan. There was <laughs> no know. trick. That was the plan the I, whole time. I, I'm an idiot, Tom. Well, what can I we say? all are at yeah. times, you know. So they, they hired a guy that uh, has no experience with the issue of homelessness, never worked for the multifamily industry, and uh, never ran a nonprofit. So, you know, you can see why I was the ideal choice. 
Uh, hey, hey, yeah, and and you're st- you've stuck with it. Yes, and four, you're four and a half years. And you're succeeding doing it. Absolutely. Has COVID affected y'all at all? Very much. So we work, so we operate in about 10 cities, Atlanta, Metro Atlanta being one of those. And in each of those cities, we have a network of nonprofit partners, and you can kind of consider them our our candidate pool. Uh, We provide entry-level job descriptions to those nonprofit partners. Mm -hmm. They refer candidates to us. We do in-depth screenings. We do a background check. If everything looks good, then those individuals are eligible to be candidates in the program. Gotcha. The primary mechanism where we get people hired in-house, because you get them both. You get discounted on-site housing as well as a competitive wage position. Nice. The primary mechanism was in-person hiring events. And so, oddly enough, when shelter-in-place orders and limits on social gatherings hit, that was largely shut down. So we've, we've transitioned quite a bit, but we're not back to where nearly we were in, quote-unquote, normal times. I, I get, and neither is really anyone else. <laughs> I, I'm hoping we're getting close. We are getting close. I know, I know we're getting close. What are the greatest needs for this? But I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused. When you say candidates, these are people on, on hard times. Yeah. Something's happened to them. Correct. And has put them in this bad situation. That's exactly right. They and seek help and then they, uh, they're referred to you more or less. That's exactly right. And so we're screening them. And, and obviously these individuals need to have the skill set that our industry partners, right. pe- companies in the multifamily industry are looking for. So if you're uh, looking for a groundskeeper, you need somebody that's willing to work outside, is motivated, hardworking. Um, if you're a leasing agent, a lot of times if you have any sort of retail sales experience and you're a good listener, okay. that's a great fit. And then maintenance, which is typically the most skilled of those three positions, you need to have a background in one of the trades. Maybe you're an electrician or a plumber, or, or maybe you're just really good with your hands. You're mechanical in nature. Um, those are all great fits for uh, the program. So you're dealing with a lot of good people that just had something bad happen to them. Th- that's exactly right. And, and you know, there was a... Well, unfortunately, there's a, there's a, there's a connotation when you say homeless, maybe I don't want to want to deal with those people. These are really good people Absolutely. That you're dealing with. And so between three and three and a half million Americans experience homelessness every year. Right. Of that number, 83% of those are situationally homeless. So right. we're, we're not talking about the people that are panhandling outside of MARTA or at a busy intersection. We're talking about individuals, as you aptly described, uh, have fallen on hard times. There was some catalyst that le- led right. to this. right. So often out of their control, unfortunately. Absolutely. And, you know, 60 percent of Americans have uh, live paycheck to paycheck and have less than a thousand dollars in their bank account. So ever to kind of go just right every month Mm -hmm. for them to keep their head above water. So those are really the individuals that we're trying to trying to help. And as a matter of fact, there was a, a gentleman in Atlanta who was a refugee from Liberia. He actually won the lottery to come to the United States uh, on a visa. Right. Um, he quickly kind of fell on hard times in Metro Atlanta, but his mother had always instilled in him the importance of education. And so he was taking day classes at Atlanta Technical Institute. They had a program for individuals that were socio- socioeconomically disadvantaged. And at night, he was working at McDonald's using their Wi-Fi so that he could do his homework. Nice. And then living Smart out man. Of, absolutely. And then living out of his car. He got hired by by one of our industry partners here in Metro Atlanta. He's been promoted once. He's doing great because, again, the power of the program is you're getting employment and housing simultaneously. So you're getting discounted on-site housing as well as a competitive wage position. You get benefits day one. 
the multifamily industry is an industry that has a long history of promoting from within, and there are any number of opportunities for continuing learning and building on your skill set. And so this isn't just a brand new job for him. This is an entirely new career. Right. He's got a future. Absolutely. But you keep saying competitive wage. Your wages average over $15 Yeah, so an hour. Ac- across all 10 cities where we operate mm-hmm. for those largely those three positions that I mentioned, so right. leasing agent, groundskeeper, maintenance tech, Yes, we average fifteen fifty an hour. That's nothing to sneeze at. Absolutely. That's a good deal. And, and I, I know you have a very high success rate. Yeah, so our success rate is 93%. 93%. So wow. um, only 7% of the individuals that go through our program, unfortunately, end up back in some sort of homelessness situation. I got you. I got you. So, so what does S2S, I, I like saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell me, what are the greatest needs right now for S2S? So one of the things that, that we kind of identified was that we wanted to more broadly engage the communities that we serve. And so we've started to set up city advisory boards. Atlanta has a fantastic city advisory board. And these are individuals that are passionate about the issue of homelessness or what we're doing. Okay. And, you know, look, we, we say this is a hand up, not a handout, right? So right, we're, right. we're teaching somebody how to fish. Right. And so... You know, along with those city advisory boards, we really need to start to place resources in the cities where we operate to really start to accelerate our impact for those experiencing homelessness. And so, you know, like like every other organization, we're looking to add more resources. And typically that means we need to generate uh, donation revenue so that we can plow it back into the cities where we're we're getting those dollars. So you would like to grow into more major cities? Absolutely. Metropolitan areas? I mean... The multifamily or apartment industry is located in literally every city and every town in America. And so we have a model that we've proven that we can go anywhere. And so absolutely, the the sky's the limit. We want to be in 35 cities in the next five years. Say that again? 35 cities in the next five years. Nice. From 10 to 35 in five years. Exactly. You are a glutton for punishment, aren't you? <laughs> Love what I do. Tom. Hey, if you don't have the ambition, why why bother? No, go that, big that, or go that, home. Right? Exactly. That, no, that's great. I like it. So, what's next? Other than growing, what's next? You know, with these city advisory boards, we understand that philanthropy, in a lot of ways, is is local. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, much like the the farm to table movement, the issues in Atlanta around philanthropy and the needs of Metro Atlanta. Those are going to be different than what Washington, D.C. sees or Houston, Texas. Right. You know, for one, your power grid's a little bit better. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, what we want to do is engage our city advisory boards and see from uh, a strategy perspective what makes sense in the next two to four years. So the core program, the program that I described, is going to stay the same. But, you know, maybe we look at saying, hey, maybe we we can become a full social entrepreneurship program where we actually stand up our own temp agency so we can get more people in the front door, get them a little money in their pocket as they temp and build their skill set if they weren't exactly the perfect fit kind of right out of the You're game. You're going to do some training. We're going to do some training. That makes sense. Absolutely. And so you can it, touch so many more people like that. Indeed. And so we don't want to reinvent the wheel. We right. know there are a number right. of great training programs in Georgia and in Metro Atlanta. And so working with with partners and standing up new partnerships to really develop a curriculum that curriculum, I can speak, it's uh, quite all right. really works for the multifamily industry. You've been saying shelters to shutters for a while. <laughs> yeah. The easy words just don't come out anymore. That's exactly right. <laughs> So how, do, how does someone get involved? 
so I would encourage people to go to our website, which is shelters, spelled out, unfortunately, to <laughs> T-O, not the number two, shutters.org. And there's a tab there on, on how you can get involved and how you can engage. You know, I, I have two teenage daughters and I made the mistake last year when I was doing uh, another podcast where I, I started with WWW. Oh, no. And, and I got home and just got no, crucified yes, I bet you did. by the teens, like really did. Unless you're going to repeat it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, like, can we say Bill O'Reilly on the air without getting stuff thrown at us? He would always say the WWW. W's, but he would repeat it for I'm, dramatic effect. I'm just going to say shelters to shutters.org. As you should. And your daughters will still, well, they love you either way. Well, shelters I mean, to after, after a year, org. you know, everyone being at home, uh, it, it wanes every once in a while. <laughs> uh, you can make donations on the website. Absolutely. As far as someone volunteering time, is that, is that a need at all? That, that is a need once we get back to these hiring events. So once you know, more people are vaccinated. Not quite this, there yet. We're, we're not quite there, there yet. I suspect that by end of Q2, we'll yeah. be there. And, you know, the hiring events are amazing because we can in, invite all our industry partners at one time. We can work with our nonprofit partners four to six weeks ahead of time to screen and get a really broad, deep candidate pool. Gotcha. And then, you know, we bring everybody together and kind of watch the magic happens. And, you know, look, I, I think we've all been to either a sporting event or something where the energy is physically palpable oh yeah it's the same sort of thing here because you can see how much these individuals want to get back to work right um you know our goal is long-term economic self-sufficiency so right. the issue of homelessness is a complex issue it takes any number of different types of organizations from you know food pantries and soup kitchens and workforce development programs you know for us our goal is long-term economic self-sufficiency well like you said you're teaching them to fish you're exactly right Nice. Something they take with them. Hey, I've always said, if you learn a skill, you learn a trade, you take it with you, you got a job somewhere down the road. Absolutely. And look, I don't know about you, but I am not in any way handy. So if something breaks at the house, I'm calling somebody. And, you know, uh, I won't admit my age, but I'm, I'm a little older. And so there used to be just... Oh, don't worry. I'm old. <laughs> I was told when I walked in this morning how old I was, so don't worry. There's a, There was a whole host of vocational training programs that have largely disappeared. But I can tell you, you know, when the electrician or the HVAC guy comes to my house, I, I feel like they're making money hand over fist. So to your earlier point, these are not only jobs, these are good paying jobs. Yeah, yeah. They all have upward mobility for promotion. And again, it doesn't have to be just a job. It can be a brand new career. I like it. No, no, I, I like that a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, shelters to shutters.org. And it's a T-O in the middle, not the number two. Andy, nice job. That was 15 minutes. Almost 15 minutes. Tom, I'm a goal-oriented person, and I felt like, you know, you, you coached me up perfectly. Did, oh, so, so I get the credit? I, I'm going to give you the credit. So you're coming back next week, right? <laughs> I'm going to be a monthly regular. I, I like it. Andy, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, Tom. And Appreciate the work, you And the work me. you're doing. It's very, very impressive, sir. It, it, it's what gets me up in the morning, for and sure. We, and when we get to that 35... We'll have you back on. We'll awesome. Have, we'll have a wild party. It'd be w great. We'd love that. I like and, it. And we'll, we can have a party because it'll be in person. Uh, yeah. I'm definitely hoping for that. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks again. Thank Appreciate you, it, Tom. You're welcome. JT, you still there? Hey, Tom. Yeah. Didn't really find that coffee, but had a fun time exploring the studio here. It's a great place y'all have. You know, they, they keep lying to me about the coffee, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've never seen it either. JT Wu. J 
Jonathan J.T. Wu from Preface. Absolutely. Let's hear about a little bit about the man before we jump into Preface. <laughs> you bet. What let's, can I do for you? Let's get the dirt on you, man. Oh, gosh. Tell us a little bit about yourself. No, it's uh, so I am uh, I'm a product of Gwinnett County. So Congratulations. So, I, am yeah, absolutely. I am, too. Absolutely. This place is home, and, and I couldn't love it more. But, um, yeah, so, you know, grew up here. My, my mom and dad. Uh, actually immigrated this country in the 80s, so they met while they were on scholarship at, at Ole Miss. So uh, they've been in the South for a while. Uh, and so, you know, when they, they came to Georgia to start a family, you know, I, I was blessed to be able to kind of grow up in a household where, you know, they were able to, to support me, right? They both spoke sure. English. Um, right. They had both had, you know, college educations. And so, you know, they were able to talk to my teachers and make sure, hey, you know, is JT doing his homework? And is he goofing off in class and make sure I wasn't playing hooky? Well, we probably knew the answer to that. But, you know, <laughs> the teachers were probably nice. Hey, you you, were, you were young, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Something but, like that. But now after what, 40, 41, years they're southern they're, they're, they're southerners absolutely now, so they're, they're grandfathered in exactly hey I, I like to think so mom makes pretty good grits but uh, <laughs> hey now hey now i like that but yeah so you know definitely have always felt uh, just super blessed and, and, and really embraced you know by the community here in gwinnett and i think you know when they moved here 20 25 years ago it was obviously gwinnett was very different than it is today uh, you know i think you know very homogenous a lot of folks generally spoke english and i think you, mm-hmm. you know you, you fast forward to today and 20 25 years on We've got a, you know, a majority-minority community now, uh, a tremendous amount of diversity here in our county. And, and with that diversity, uh, it's incredibly uh, empowering, and I think it brings with it a, a ton of strength. But also from an educational perspective, which is, you know, we're going to segue smoothly here into the whole, the whole preface bit. Uh, but from an educational perspective, it can bring along its own unique sets of challenges as well. Oh, absolutely. Gwinnett County is almost the melting pot of the world. Absolutely. But it's also, there's a lot of opportunity, Definitely. a lot of chance to learn. Definitely. And uh, hopefully, it's a working model that goes forward all over. Absolutely, and that's one of the you know it's one of been the best part about coming home. You know, so I was uh, up at Princeton for for college, so graduated uh, in 2016, uh, studied public policy, public private partnerships. Uh, and then came back home in, in 2018 to, you know, be closer to family, reconnect kind of with the roots and with the hometown community. And it was Absolutely. amazing to see just how much had changed, you know, even in that short mm-hmm. period of time. But also, to your point, how much opportunity there was and how much of a focus there really was on, you know, how can we really harness this incredible diversity, uh, this incredible multilingualism and multiculturalism that we've got here at home uh, and really show that, hey, you know, Gwinnett and really Georgia more broadly can be uh, really what the new South can look like for this country and really how uh, a model for other communities, you know, mm-hmm. to really embrace mm-hmm. these homegrown assets that they've now got right. uh, to be just that much more competitive uh, kind of on the global scale in this increasingly interconnected world that we live in. The world's getting smaller every day. Absolutely. Oh, my. Absolutely. Now, let's jump into preface. You betcha. Or maybe we kind of already have. <laughs> I know it's based around education. Definitely. And I think we all agree that it's important in any situation. They always well, they always told me they can't take it away from me. Absolutely. So no, there, there you go. So that's where you start. Absolutely. So tell us about Preface. Yeah. So what Preface is, it's, it's really an innovative kind of public-private nonprofit initiative uh, that, again, Now, now what grown. in the world is that? <laughs> so myself included, or we're slow. Some of us are oh, slow. No, not at all. So a public-private yeah. Say that again. So we're a public-private, but we're a nonprofit initiative. And so really, okay. you know, the kind of genesis of Preface, you know, we were funded on the fundamental conviction that every child, you know, no matter where you live or what language you speak, deserves the educational foundations to, you know, pursue their own American dreams. And so it was really informed by my personal experiences, you know, by a lot of the experiences of folks that I was blessed to meet, you know, here in Georgia and in college, where, you know, we realized just how big of a role early education uh, can play in a child's life. You know, I think the statistics show that if you're reading on level uh, by the third grade, you're four times more likely to graduate from high school, you know, you're 60 times less likely to spend any time in prison, et cetera. And, you know, if you want to take a fiscal perspective to it, too, you know, uh, the studies show that 
Taxpayers save over $292,000 on average over the life of, of a high school dropout. I had know. that in the notes. Absolutely. That's very impressive. Absolutely. And then, so I think you, know, you can make the case from a variety of different ways. But you know, at the end of the day, you know, what I've been so grateful, especially here in Gwinnett, is to recognize that you know, our local leaders realize that making an investment in, in our children's education and the next generation early can uh-huh. really pay dividends down the line. And so that's what Preface was really formed to help support in communities across America. Well, so, something I've always thought, and you're actually living proof of it, you build a great home, mm-hmm. not necessarily the, the house you live in, uh, the community. Mm-hmm. You build a great home. Someone like yourself may go somewhere else to get an education, but you bring it back with you. Absolutely. And you bring back those experiences and that knowledge, and you, and you make the community even better. Definitely. But now if this place was horrible, you wouldn't come back. <laughs> I mean, who could blame you, right? So you build that community. See where I'm going with that? Oh, I absolutely do. And it's I very think, important. Definitely. And, and that's what we're really trying to do. I mean, I think our mission is all about, you know, we're trying to foster equality through education and early childhood literacy. But such a big component of that is community empowerment because, you right. know, what works right. and what the community needs in, you know, a place like Dothan, Alabama or Birmingham or Wilson, North Carolina is going to be very different from what folks, you know, might need here in Gwinnett County or in Metro Atlanta or in places like Charlotte or New York City. But at the end of the day, what the preface bottle does is it trains, recruits, and empowers high school student ambassadors, as we call them, to basically you know, have baseline knowledge uh, in educational best practices. So then they can be paired up with young students who are struggling to read in their own communities, in their own backyards, and help them you know, through small group reading sessions, through one-on-one or small group peer-to-peer relationships, uh, and help them get up to where we all know they can be from a literacy standpoint. Because I got you. there are so many educators that, that we've been blessed to talk to. And you know, when we started this initiative, we really just said, how can we help you? you know, we didn't want to come in right. with some one-size-fits-all model that was overly prescriptive and that nobody wanted. We exactly. wanted to say, look, teachers, you guys are on the front lines doing God's work day in and day out. What can we do to support you as, you know, uh, young professionals with this, you know, kind of nonprofit startup vibe? And so the answer was, look, we love our kids. Uh, It's really just a resource issue sometimes. And so we need more, you know, assistance if that's monolingual or multilingual resources helping us to best engage with kids who, you know, maybe they don't grow up speaking English in the home. So it can be so challenging to have to, you know, learn a new language and a new curriculum in the classroom at the same time as a five-year-old. Yeah, and you get lost quickly. Absolutely. You get lost in the system. Absolutely. Relationships do matter. Absolutely. We know that. But that that's how this works, though. You're getting teenagers. Exactly. Kids, exactly. To be mentors and tutors. That's right. And, and, you know, I think the best part of it is we've seen, you know, not only tremendous success from the little ones that we've, that, you know, we've been helping through our program. Right. We've had some of these kids, you know, go from functionally illiterate to reading on track or above grade level in as little as 10 weeks with our program. And now, you know, correlation not necessarily being causation, but I think it goes to that point that you just mentioned of how impactful mentorship and really just yeah. personal connection yeah. can be when you're meeting a child where they are and on their level, you know, regardless of what that looks like in communities across the country, it can be real effective. But I think the second part that we've been excited about is, is how these high school students have really embraced uh, this opportunity to serve and to give back, especially during these challenging times. You know, when COVID hit, we went from an in-person model to having none of that really overnight. I was about to ask you, mm-hmm. what, what has it done to you? Yeah, and so we were fortunate to be able to, to be at the forefront of that innovation. So, you know, we partnered with technological companies all across the country. So we now shifted to an entirely safe and secure virtual platform. So it's powered by Google Meet. 
Uh, we use Epic, which is an online platform that has over 40,000 books available for kids to read. Nice. Uh, different languages, different topics. Now, say that yeah. again. Who is that? What Epic. is that? E-P-I-C. And I think they have an exclamation point at the end of their logo. Google it. Yep. It's a great okay. It's a great platform. That's a good resource for parents. Absolutely. Parents, teachers, you know, it was actually recommended to us by our expert educational board. They were like, we love this uh, service. We think that your ambassadors would, would enjoy it, too. And, yeah. you know, it really plugs directly into what teachers are doing in the classroom already. Because a lot of the times, you know, when we go to different partner communities, we're in over 10 states now across America. We started here in Gwinnett County uh, with one kind of pilot homegrown partnership in 2019. And we've been blessed to kind of really receive support and encouragement from folks all across the country. Uh, but again, you know, we try to come alongside every single partnership in a, in a unique way. We do one high school to one elementary school because that's how we believe, you know, local needs really need local solutions. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we try to we try to really just make sure that everything that we do is directed by the teachers on the ground and, and is in complementary uh, to, to, to the things that they're already doing. So you're not there to tell them what they're doing wrong. You're trying to help them do things right. Exactly. I like. No, that's trying good. to supercharge what they're already doing in the classroom. Now, now, back in 2019, that pilot program. Yes. It was at the Great Burkmar High School. It was. Go I, Patriots. Uh, go Patriots. I understand you're an alum. Class of '92. There we go. It's yeah, a, it's been a great now. school and, and and a great administration to partner with for sure. Good deal. Good deal. See, I'm a product of Burkmar, so it worked. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. We wish you were an ambassador uh, back in the day. You know, I would have been. It was, I played chess. Hey, State there we championships. Go. You know, the, the football that. team would score two touchdowns a year. We were winning championships for the chess team. <laughs> you know, anyway, we won't go down that road. I love it. Someone's listening and throwing stuff at the radio right now. <laughs> All right. So how do you get your ambassadors? Yeah, so we partner with uh, the administration and, and with local clubs in every single high school community. That, that so we're, so we're, you have a club. They form... Preface club? Or Not necessarily. That would so be kind of cool. It would be kind of cool, but really we found a lot of uh, efficacy with just really talking to, you know, if that's the college counselors, if that's assistant principals, if that's English as a second language kind of focused right. folks. You know, in Burkmar High School, to, to bring it local, uh, they have an early childhood education academy. You know, it's one of their uh, multiple academies that they have within the high school. And so these are kids who already think maybe I want to pursue a career in teaching or right. a pursue right. a career in education. And exactly. so to be able to get that hands-on experience, you know, working with a young child, of course, with educational and educator supervision at all times. You know, my team's mm -hmm. always there to support. We got the teachers on the ground, obviously, helping to direct things and to make sure that everything that our ambassadors are doing in their reading sessions is actually complementing, you know, and supercharging the existing efforts in the classroom. But, you know, these kids, we find that a lot of students these days are really looking for an opportunity to give back. You know, COVID was, has been so disruptive in so many ways. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of them really long for that connection uh, and that kind of one-on-one -on -one mentorship uh, model uh, that a program like Preface can bring. And so we get kids, you know, in, in droves from all across the country saying, this sounds nice. awesome. I love working with young kids, or I really think that education or social work or whatever it is, is something that I want to pursue. And this is going to be an opportunity for me to really get that hands-on experience. That experience, and they're getting an education for their future as well. Definitely. And it's got to look good on a college uh, transcript. <laughs> I mean, hey, it has to. Absolutely. And that's our other thing. You know, we try to offer those intangibles to our students. You know, yeah. my, I have a great leadership team that works with me and a great board of advisors and you know we affiliated with with some great institutions some great companies and so we've been able to write recommendation letters for our students give them advice so on, you do do that absolutely oh, perfect. give them advice on you know job opportunities what they're thinking of from post-secondary you know education uh, we've actually recently thanks to some generous sponsors uh, you know i gave you some uh, pharmaceutical products from earth baby here who's a great sponsor of ours yes. on the west coast but they actually uh, gave us a generous matching donation to help establish our first ever scholarship program congratulations uh, for, thank you that's awesome for high school students and all of our operational states and so you know you don't have to be a preface ambassador to be involved with that but what we're really trying to do is to help you know one mitigate the financial cost of higher education for some of these students oh, yeah. but also yeah. encourage them that look you can devote your life to, to continuing to serve and you can pursue that in college and we want to come alongside and invest in you and support you uh, because you know 
communities are, are, are at their strongest when everybody's coming together, and, and that's what we're all about. You know, Preface Club at, at, at the schools, you can steal my idea. I think that's really cool. <laughs> hey, I love it. Well, yeah. but think about it. You know, you have your, your upperclassmen, your, your seniors, your juniors, kind of helping along the freshmen and sophomores and, and just keep the, the door just revolving. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're welcome to steal the idea. Hey, I, 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 we're going to take you up on that. We'll give you some credit. I think it'd be pretty good. Down there. Maybe they'll name a, a hallway at Burkmar after me because <laughs> they have like 10 million of them. Hey, now. I, I love – they do have a lot of hallways. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, it's a large now. school, but it's awesome. What they mean. And we, we see this in communities all across the country. You know, these are, these are places that are looking for additional opportunities to give their students uh, that chance to really get involved and to give back. And so for us – we offer our programming to schools at absolutely no cost. You know, my leadership team and I, we do this pro bono because we believe in the mission and we wanted to show that, hey, there are ways for young professionals or even high school kids to make an impact and really transform lives at a fundamental level, wow. even while they're still in school. And so this is never going to be something that we charge schools to use. We provide these resources at cost and we're you know, blessed to have uh, great, generous supporters. Of course, we're always looking for more, but uh, in every community that we partner with, you know, we've been able to give over $15,000 in book donations, library donations healthcare resource donations to our partner schools. Uh, we call them legacy gifts, but it's because we believe in what these educators are doing every day in the classroom. Our job is to just support them and make them even more effective at their jobs by responding to their requests. So, Congratulations on the donation. Well, thank you so much. That's awesome. The website, prefaceproject.org. Absolutely. So now if, if someone wants to be an ambassador, is that how they contact you? It is indeed. So we've got a little link on the front page uh, that you can just go and click. It says ambassador applications. And uh, we would encourage anybody who's interested uh, to just go on there and apply. We'd love to talk to you. We're getting new partners every single day. And, and again, you know, you don't have to only go to our website if you're a high schooler. If you are a community organization, if you're a corporation looking to support, we'd love to talk to you. And if you are a parent who just wants to get more involved, happy to chat with you as well. So you provide some resources for parents. Definitely. So that's that's part of our, you know, our whole thing is education can't stop just at the classroom door. And so that's true. We try to provide as much at home support as we can. So if that's, you know, bilingual phrase sheets, helping to do translation work for our partner schools using our ambassadors and their multilingual capabilities. And again, this isn't just something that only works in multilingual communities. You know, this English to English is, is perfectly fine. And we've seen those results, you know, in, in communities across the country as well. Now, what, what if I have a child that uh, is is an elementary. Yep. And I, I I would be interested in them having a mentor Absolutely. or a tutor. Absolutely. How, how would they contact you through the school? The school needs to contact you. Yeah. Hopefully school has the program. Mm-hmm. So we would but encourage that, you know. Tell the school your, they need the program. Yeah, talk to your administrators. Say, look, there's this free program that we heard about that has had incredible results all across the country. It's headquartered right here in Georgia. Yeah. We would love for you all to talk to us. You know, we've been uh, featured by the Georgia Department of Education as a, like an innovative uh, languages program. So, you know, for us to have that kind of community support, you know, not just from Gwinnett County Public Schools not just from the Georgia Department of Education, but from our communities across America, has been great. So yeah, talk to your administrators, reach out to us on the site, let us know how we can help push those conversations along with you. Because at the end of the day, we want to be in, in all 50 states, we want to be you know, as big a presence as possible. Absolutely. And show folks that this model of community empowerment, no cost, high impact, can work. And it, it, it's a way to bridge divides all across uh, our country uh, in a way that's really impactful and meaningful for the next generation. If, if you can make this happen in Gwinnett County, Honestly, you can make this happen anywhere. That's that's the hope, and you know that's why I feel so blessed to you know be from this community and have that community support. Not bad, is it? No, not at all. Well, Jonathan, give the website one more time. Absolutely, it's preface p as in Paul r e f as in Frank a c e project dot org preface project dot org preface project dot org or don't say the www dot exactly. Well, I, I learned my lesson over here from uh, from Andy's. So I'm just trying to <laughs> trying to get that out of my vocabulary. JT, thank you for being with us today. Thanks so much for having me. That wasn't so hard. That was great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you do get a chance, go to the websites and, and give these guys some support. The things they're doing for the communities, 
uh, not just here but all over the United States, quite honestly, is very, very impressive. Thank you for joining us on Giving Back to Gwinnett. Oh, there's my music. I'm Tom Sheldon. We're having a lot of fun here at Business Radio X. You've been listening to Giving Back to Gwinnett.